authors and industry experts and the Bariyama community to join in the live conversation and ask any any questions you have um, as long as it's all PG. So, um, <laughs> so today we have Kayla, who um, is originally from the Northern Territory and the co-founder and director of Our Songlines, which is an indigenous tourism marketplace, which is pretty cool. So Kayla, just tell us, you know, where you're from, who's your mob and uh, what you're doing now. Yeah, so I'm Kayla. I am from Darwin originally. Um, my mob is Gurindji. So um, we're best known for the Wave Hill walk-off, which is extremely cool to be part of such a strong, resilient um, mob who, you know, have had songs written, you know, Paul Kelly's from little things, big things grow is about our mob and how we um, started off, you know, on the land title claims. So it's pretty cool to be a part of that. Yeah, very cool. And it's the it's land um, claims, title claims, um, you know, making a, in the impact in community that you're aware of? Or? Yeah, well, it's it was like the famous Gulf Whitlam, um, mm. Nari, like, um picture which I think is so empowering for for all Indigenous people. I think that mm. it's definitely rippled through the community and um, it's it's a big it's a big piece. That's what we all need really. It, it proves, you know, we were here first and we have that claim. Mm. Yeah, massively. And it's it's had a really um, positive impact, you know, through communities obviously that led to the the Native Title Act, you know, across the country, and um, I think there's been a few challenges with that. That uh, you know, trying to trying to get land back, and some of it's been extinguished, and there's only certain parts of land that we can actually claim back, and you know, put in lengthy proposals and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's amazing that your mob actually you know kickstarted it all. Yeah, it's it's really cool, but yeah. It's, it's difficult. It's a difficult place. I mean, how do you, you know, claim the land when other people are living there? Or oh. it's, it's a messy, messy thing to work through. But I think it's just remain true and even the acknowledgement to countries and um, our platform's going to, you know, show all the, the language groups and everything like that. So I think that's really important, the acknowledgement and the awareness. Yeah, definitely. And... Yeah, talking about your platform, how did you – so you moved down to Melbourne, Victoria, and what, what got you into actually, you know, starting your own business? Because previously you've worked um, a lot in government, haven't you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm very, I feel very safe in a government organisation, like working in a very comfortable area. Um, but I decided I went – I was ex- selected to be part of the IBA's Futures Forum program, um, which together um, people under 30 or Indigenous people under 30 uh, and we were surrounded. We were on Warramai country in New South Wales um, and we were all really inspired by each other and the stories that we were told. Um, and it's, it was just like a the energy in the room just really, um, it just inspired us to, to make something, help our cause, push it forward. I think there was key issues found, like talking to 
um, people like Bruce Pascoe and um, Terry Janke who talked about their stories and how they, you know, had uncomfortable situations where they um, pushed the boundaries and what, you know, an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander should should be, you know, sit back and accept what we've been given. Um, and they've gone, no, you know, this is the way forward. We need to push our culture on people and teach the story that is actually true. So Bruce Pascoe is uh, author of Dark Emu. Um, he's been going through um, diaries of, you know, this initial settlers that came in um, and mapping out the actual agriculture journey that they identified in their in their diaries about um, Aboriginals and how they use the land and Torres Strait Islanders how they use the land. Um, Terry Jenke was one of the first female lawyers and Aboriginal um, Torres Strait Islander she is. So um, she talked about, you know, the, the difficult path it was for her to push through the cultural barriers. And it really got us thinking about how, yeah, we can be comfortable just, you know, sitting in and blending in and just being part of something or we could push the boundaries, get our culture out there, um, teach people from our perspective and really grow a booming Indigenous um, culture because really we're the first bakers in the world and we're the oldest living culture in the world. It should be known. It should be spread everywhere and we should be marketing it. Australian government should be marketing that as one of our highlighting means. Mm, definitely. Do you think, uh, tough question on the spot, no, <laughs> but uh, do you think the government's... Um, you know, truly in it to help? Or do you think there's just a lot of tokenistic gestures and and that kind of stuff? Because obviously there's a lot of money that supposedly goes into Indigenous affairs, you know, but where's, where's the accountability? What, what's the actual impact there? Well, I think that they, that's a very difficult question, but I think that they're obviously... You probably need another coffee. <laughs> yeah. They're obviously motivated by the people and... I don't think that until this point people have been ready to support Indigenous culture for what it really is, but I, I feel that's changing. I am getting really interesting questions rather than, you know, the standard, oh, you know, hunter-gatherer kind of images. I'm getting, oh, you, you know, you um, the f first bakers in the world, you've got the oldest living culture, so I'm getting much more um, interesting questions and, you know, my gorgeous um, eight-year-old niece came up to me and she goes, oh, my God, were you one of the First Nations people? So it's getting taught in, in schools and people are ready and I think that will influence the government. So the government will only give as much as the people want. Mm, yeah, that's true. And so you at this forum, you were inspired, you know, from some of the people who spoke there. Uh, what made you, you know, come up with the idea for our song lines for an Indigenous um, tourism marketplace? Yeah, so that was, um, I always wanted that being, so living on Bunurong land um, is not my mob, but I really wanted to um, find out about the culture around me and even travelling out 
find out about what's what's near me. Um, mm. Where I'm from was not very um, diverse, shall I say? So um, there was a lot of I think me and one other person were the only a- Aboriginal kids in the school, so that was my schooling uh, experience. I had like teachers like making Aboriginal jokes, like it was it was not a healthy, thriving area. But to kind of apart from like mum and dad, you know, my family obviously, there was nowhere for me to get books and find like true stories or you know mm. go out and be like here's a place that with cultural significance so I wanted to make that available to people so they could if they want to research it they're able to they can go out there and uh, pick up their phone and track their location and see what's around them so that was really important to me to have that available um, and then once I started doing the research into it, I saw that was a big missing missing part and international tourists are looking for that and can't find it either. So it's definitely, um, it it was my own experience that really pushed me to, to do this, to make this happen. Mm. And how is, uh, how's, how has it progressed so far? So we have developed the um, software in order to upload all the information. So uh, our platform exists as it is, and we're going through um, discussing with businesses um, and land councils, trying to get them on board to be part of it. We, the key message for us and the, something that we don't want to compromise is that we want um, the mobs to tell their own story Um we don't want to, as you know, it's all very individual. So we want to make sure that it's being told truthfully and from the people. We, we don't want to push our own perceptions onto other mobs and we don't want other people to either. So we really want to work with everyone in order to tell a true story. So it's going to be a long process, but it's it's really um, interesting. We're learning a lot as we do it. So is there a lot of interest from community and um, international travellers? So we haven't um, reached out to international travellers yet. Um, I've been talking to businesses and stuff and everyone's really mm. interested in it. We've had a really positive mm. response. Um, a lot of people uh, have said the same thing, that they really wanted this when they were growing up and they, they want to partner with us because they want to help um, you know, young entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in the future to grow up, put their businesses on our app and we'll promote it for free. Mm. Yeah, that, that's cool and it makes sense. When I was at uh, doing my Master of Business at um, QUT, like 80% of the students were internationals. I actually did a study and uh, with the international students and found out, you know, most of them never had an Indigenous experience while they were here and they were really mm-hmm. keen to, you know, uh, have a, a real Australian experience. So, yeah. um, so that's really cool. So you've got this idea, you've, um, you know, been reaching out to mob, getting feedback, um, getting people on board. What's happening now? Like you just got into a, an accelerator program at university? 
Yeah, so we're part of the Spark Deacon and also the Barry Amel um, Accelerator Progress. So we've been working, <laughs> a little plug there, um, we've been working with um, mentors uh, and doing lots of workshops and things to help um, develop our skills. Um, so one of the key people for us has been a lady called Olga who works um, at Deacon, just being helping us like um, with reaching out and communication, that kind of thing. That's not really our area of expertise. Um, yeah. It's been a really interesting journey trying to push ourselves into out of our comfort zone and into this whole new world of entrepreneurial activity where we're networking all the time and reaching out with businesses all the time and sitting down and having chats. But it's it's been really good. We've had a really great experience. IBA have been amazing support for us and all the people who are at the Futures Forum have been reaching out to assist us as well. So it's a really bubbling, vibrant community. We're seeing so many Indigenous people wanting to help each other. How so with the support? Like, have you got any anything tangible or has it just been um, mostly intangible just saying you know nice work really like your idea it's more networking so it's more introducing yeah. the right people um, which is it's key for us in this in this platform so we really need um, we need people in key areas to to join on and to get excited and to, yeah. to be part of the journey because we, we can't do it alone and we we want to tell it from a true true story. We want to not be the voice of it. We want to be the platform for the voices. Yeah, definitely. And what for you personally, what have the, been the biggest challenges you've had to overcome? Is it access to capital or just networking? Or I think um, there's hesitation in land councils for us. So, um, the yeah, there's just been almost a barrier of you know they're not sure if they trust us and that kind of thing so it's kind of um meeting and breaking down the barriers and you know letting people know that we're here to do the right thing if they don't want us to show something on the platform like sacred sites we won't be doing that we're, we're doing it with them and not at them so um, that's been a real barrier for us getting a seat at the table initially. So that's where the networking is really important for us and also the Indigenous connections. Yeah. So what, if you don't mind me asking, what, what do you find that land councils don't trust you? Um, well, that's just my guess mm. of it. Um, but it's we're not getting... Um, callbacks or okay. you know, the, the meeting initial meetings and stuff so it could be that they're just busy um mm. or things like that but yeah it's it's um been a, a bit of a theme in victoria other other states and territories are, are fine um i think that there's just been a lot of displacement in victoria and there's probably building back the, mm. the communication and stuff and obviously these aren't our mobs so have you reached out to your mobs or your mob up in not, not yet. Um, they've got a Freedom Day coming up, which is in um, respect of Vincent Lignari in the Wave Hill Walkoff, um, which is coming up, which I'm hoping to get to, I think it's next weekend. So that's on country and it's a big celebration. So I'm hoping to get there and have some chats when I'm there. 
Awesome. Sounds great and exciting. Like time flies. It's already been 15 minutes. Have you got any, I don't know, last, last thoughts or? If anyone, you know, knows any, yeah. um, has any connections or networking, please get in touch with us. If you're a small business, Indigenous business and you want free advertising and stuff, we're happy to do a reach out to us and we'll pop you on our platform. Yeah, definitely. It's great to have a yarn, Kayla. Um, love what you're doing with your Indigenous uh, tourism marketplace. There's definitely a need there and hopefully people get on board. It's great to chat. Enjoy the rest of your week. You too. See you later. All right. Catch ya. Bye. Bye. Ooh.